0: to the RTI Time Machine. Today's Time Traveler is...
1: John Van Triest, And the destination... Taiwan's Maps. If you've flown in or out of Taiwan's main international gateway, Taoyuan International Airport, over the last two months, you might have noticed a collection of maps on display in Terminal 2. Ranging over centuries, from the early modern period to our own time, these maps include a common element—Taiwan. This is the Imagined Island, Images of Taiwan, Taiwan Mambo, a curiously titled exhibit recently put on in the airport by the National Museum of Taiwan History. Just before the exhibit closed at the end of September, I managed to get in touch with the museum's Xiao Zhu, who prepared the text that accompanied the maps. He joins us today to discuss the imagination that went into mapping Taiwan in the past, to introduce some of the maps featured in the exhibit, and to explain the dance-like way Taiwan has moved on maps over time. One thing Mr. Xiao says we must get used to early on is the idea that maps are never purely objective. Maps produced in a certain era show up-front whatever mapmakers of the time thought was important. The way Taiwan shows up in maps throughout history reflects what people of different times wanted to get out of Taiwan, or at least what they thought about the island. Mr. Xiao contends that this principle is true even of our own maps today, which show what's important to us, where highways and interesting attractions are, for instance. Maps showing Taiwan can be divided into several periods, and I ask Mr. Xiao to guide us through the maps of each. What interests or biases do the maps of different times show? And while we're at it, what visual features distinguish the maps of different periods? Early Western maps from the European Age of Navigation are among the first to show Taiwan clearly. They are often maps not just of Taiwan, but of East or Southeast Asia in general. They show an interest in seafaring, marking features like latitude. However, early on, Westerners had a poor understanding of Taiwan's features, and at first, maps can show Taiwan as split into a number of separate islands. From the late 17th century to the late 19th century, Taiwan's western half was ruled by Imperial China's Qing Dynasty. Maps from this period are done in an ink painting style. In these maps, Taiwan's features are deliberately distorted, with important points, like the then capital city of Tainan, made bigger and more prominent than other features. In 1895, Japan took control over Taiwan. Maps from the Japanese period are split into many categories, ranging from the whimsical and artistic to the practical and bureaucratic. This was a period when tourism to Taiwan was first getting started, and maps made for tourists and for decoration are two important genres of the period. As a Japanese colony lying off to the south of Japan, Taiwan was sold to Japanese visitors as a tropical paradise. In addition to showing where cities, tourist sites, and the rail lines were, these tourist maps also featured images of palm trees and of bananas and other tropical fruits. Imaginative prints, showing Taiwan and its main attractions from a bird's eye view, were also produced during this period. Romantic and charming images. While these maps were being made, though, surveys were conducted all over the island. Japanese anthropologists went on field surveys to list and map the distribution of Taiwan's indigenous peoples. Resource surveys were carried out too, looking at land use and mapping out the potential economic uses of land. There were, for example, forestry maps mapping possible sources of lumber. With the end of Japanese rule and World War II in 1945, the exhibit moves on to look at maps printed under the post-war Republic of China government. These include maps used for teaching in the school curriculum. More contemporary maps on display, meanwhile, have been made by both schools and communities, and they feature the things that locals find important. They tend to focus on things like memories, and features outsiders might not find important, but which are thought of fondly by locals. Around 20 specific maps were on display in this exhibit, and here Mr. Xiao introduces a few. One is a 1596 map by Dutchman Jan Huygen van Linshouten. It's a map of Southeast Asia and China's Southeast coast. Among this map's interesting features is the fact that Taiwan appears broken up into three separate islands. Also of interest is the fact that on this map, East is up, and North is to the left. Another later map that Mr. Xiao introduces dates from the reign of the Kangxi Emperor, who commanded Jesuits in China to compile a map that included his domains in Taiwan. The interest in this map lies in the fact that only Imperial lands are drawn. As we've mentioned, early on, Imperial China ruled only the western part of Taiwan. There was a line, meant to be a barrier, between the Imperial lands and indigenous lands. In this Jesuit map, the entire eastern half of the island is missing completely, a blank patch indistinguishable from the ocean. Mr. Xiao says that even as foreign maps of Taiwan became more accurate, lines continued to be drawn down the middle of the island. The imperial half labeled Taiwan and the eastern half, beyond the pale, excluded from it. Ambiguity about who controlled the east would later bring trouble. From the Japanese period, in Age of Rail, comes a map that shows Taiwan's rail network, but which also draws attention to another parallel transit system, human-powered cart rails, which extended into many areas that railways didn't reach. The English tagline to this exhibit is a bit intriguing. Put these ancient maps together, it says, and you will see how the image of Taiwan moves with the transition of history, as if the island itself is dancing. I asked Mr. Xiao to explain what exactly this mystical sounding line means. As it turns out, this line is meant to be taken literally. On old, and especially early Western maps, the location and the shape of Taiwan keep changing. As you go through time, from one map to the next, Taiwan seems to ebb and flow in maps. It moves north to south and east to west, it breaks up into smaller islands and reforms again as a whole. In imperial Chinese maps too, Taiwan ebbs and flows, with exaggerated features getting bigger and smaller over time. It's only in more recent times that modern mapping methods have gotten Taiwan to settle down. This exhibit's placement in an airport was deliberate. The space where it's held hosts a variety of displays that different museums here take it in turns to come up with. When its turn came to use the space, from July through September, The National Museum of Taiwan History thought about all the travelers passing through the airport. With so much world travel going on all around, it just seemed appropriate to make the display about maps. The maps show how past rulers and also past fellow travelers have depicted Taiwan through time. Included alongside the maps were artifacts like a selection of old photos meant to bring the maps and the places they described to life. Though the exhibit wrapped up just a week ago, you can still visit the website of the National Museum of Taiwan History and scroll through images showing Taiwan as it's appeared in maps over the centuries. I'm John Van Trieste, and I hope you'll join me again next week for another Journey Through Time.
0: From the London Underground to the Taipei Metro, the people of our world are going places. Are you listening?